Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. You grab your Bibles tonight and turn to the book of 1 Peter, chapter 2, reading with verse 9. To all of our guests traveling through the Krause family, it's good to see them. Amen. And uh, Sister Dillingham, where are you at? I'm so glad that you're here. Her daddy's one of my dearest friends, pastors, Lifeway in Dayton. We're so glad that you're here. To any of our other guests in the building, we welcome you tonight. Aren't we glad to have them here with us tonight? Amen. The Bible tells us in chapter 2 and verse 9. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation. Somebody shout, that's us. A peculiar people. I don't believe it means weird. I believe it means special. Look at your neighbor say, you're special. That ye should show forth your praises. Ye should show forth your praises. Of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God. Can you say amen? Amen. Which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Ye are a chosen generation. I want to preach really from one word from this tonight. You'll understand it in a moment. Just simply stand. Stand. Everybody say stand. God bless you as you are seated. I don't know what I said, but I think I said stand and you may be seated. Is that what it is? Whoever laughed at me can stand all service. Amen. This morning I ended on Ezekiel 37. Man, I'm I'm tickled right now. I got to laugh for a second. Y'all got me laughing up here. I'm not going to finish this message. Ezekiel 37, I ended talking about the valley of dry bones. When he said, so I prophesied. As he commanded me, Ezekiel said this. And the breath came unto me and they lived. Everybody say, they lived. A very dry army, dried bones. In the valley, when God spoke to the prophet to prophesy, he prophesied. He said, and they lived. But it didn't only say they lived. It says, and stood up, up on their feet, an exceeding great army. I'd like to say to everyone listening tonight that in this end time Time, this end time era, God will have a people that are not only going to live, but they are going to stand up. They're going to stand up for morality. They're going to stand up for truth. They're going to stand up for holiness. They're going to stand up for purity. They're going to stand up for Jesus Christ. They're going to stand up. Look at your neighbor before you're seated and say, stand up. Stand up. When I look at the prophet Ezekiel, Ezekiel was a prophet that started prophesying five years into the Babylonian captivity. Jeremiah was the prophet that prophesied, and I preached a lot about it this year. He prophesied they were going to go into captivity. So Ezekiel was the prophet during those 70 years of captivity. And then Daniel was the prophet 
who prophesied at the end of those 70 years of captivity. Three major things, powerful faith moments happened. We know about Esther conquering Haggai. We know about Daniel in the lion's den, but we also know one more story. It is about the three Hebrew children. The three Hebrew children during this Babylonian captivity were put to a test. And it was this. There was a government mandate that said that when the idol had been built 90 foot tall, 30 feet wide, a great image that had been built, all of the people were commanded, they were mandated to bow and worship that idol. But there were some people that realized why they are in captivity. Are you with me tonight? And the reason they are here and been removed from Jerusalem is because of the idolatry that they had allowed in Jerusalem under the leadership of Solomon and then his predecessors. They are now in captivity because of idol worship. And here they are now in Babylon. During the 70 years of captivity, they have been mandated by the government, by the king. Everybody on a certain day, they are to bow their knee and worship this great image that had been put before them. He said when the music starts playing, when you start hearing the music and they gathered, some studied and said there were 25,000 leaders that were there, including Jewish leaders. Three of them were named Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And when the music started playing, Everybody bowed down and started worshiping this golden image that had been made, except for three Hebrew boys. They remained standing with their faith face set like a flint when everything around them is caving in, when everybody around them is just following the rules of modern day government. There were three Hebrew children that stood up and faced the opposition knowing that the punishment for not bowing this image was a fiery furnace. But there was something inside of these three Hebrew boys that wasn't just in there because of their own, their own pedigree of courage. There was something that was in the bones of those boys that had been putting them from the law of God. And it was this, thou shalt not bow before any graven image. There was something in them. There was something in them. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, you've got something in you. There was something in them that didn't want to bow. There was something in them that would not bow. There was something in them that said, if everybody else bows, I'm gonna stand because there's only one God I'm gonna bow to and he's the Jehovah King of Kings and he's the Lord of Lords. Somebody say amen. I've come to preach to this church. I've really specifically come to preach to some Hebrew children. I've come to preach to some young people and young adults tonight to say that when all around you is sinking sand, Christ the solid rock I stand. You don't have to give in to peer pressures. You don't have to give in to immoral decay. You don't have to give in to the chaos of society. God has given you everything you need to stand for him and to be what God has called you to be. You don't have to give up. You can stand up for God has called you to greatness. Look at your neighbor and say, stand. Somebody shout with me, stand. Paul said, in his writing to the church at Ephesus where there was much persecution against the believers. He said, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in governments, in high places. He said, wherefore, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be, be able to stand against what? The wiles to withstand in the evil day. He said, he said, they'll get the wiles of the devil. He said, when you've done all you can to stand, he said, sit down and give up. Throw 
throwing the towel and say it's too hard. Give up and say it'd be easier living in the world. No, that's not what he said. He said, when you've done all you can to stand. The next verse, he said, stand therefore. Verse 14, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness. Your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Read on, look what it says. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able. Look at your neighbor and say, you are able to quench all the fiery darts of that of the wicked. I come to preach to you, there is a war that's going on. There is a fight that's going on. But can I tell you, if you'll just take on the fight, you're gonna win the war. You're gonna win. If you'll stand, you'll win. If you'll stand, you'll win. We're not giving up. We're not throwing in the towel tonight. We're gonna stand for what we believe in because we are the people of God. Look at your neighbor and say, stand. These three Hebrew children, you may be seated. We're in a strange land. Somebody say a strange land. They're in a strange land. They're in Babylon. They're not in, they're not, they're not in promised land. They're not in Canaan land. They're in a strange land. And while they're there, people are practicing different things. It's strange. It's weird to them. People are not doing things right. Now it's mandated for them to do what the government is saying to do. Paul addressed this to us because he said in 2 Timothy chapter 3, and please everyone hear me tonight. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers. Talked to somebody not too long ago. They, they used the worst language, cussing God, knowing I was a preacher. Blasphemers. Jeremiah said, Said they'll do abominable things, abomin abominations, and they won't even blush. Wicked men will wax worse and worse. Can I preach to you tonight? Boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, in the land of the free, and can't accept the great liberties that we have. Young adults don't appreciate what they have. Natural affection. Killing their babies. Abortions legalized. It goes on and says truce breakers. Without natural affection. Men loving men. Women attracted to women. God hates it. It's an abomination. It's an abomination. Come on, sin is sin. Doesn't matter who it's in. Married, married to one person and loving somebody else. This is not sin. It's not the will of God. Just because everybody else is fornicating and it's glamorized on MTV and Hollywood shows and Netflix and Hulu, you can't even get on there because it's up front. It's a, it has become a disgusted place. What people are poisoning themselves with, the immoral sin and chaos of society. It reminds me of Sodom and Gomorrah when Lot went there and they weren't satisfied with, they weren't satisfied with just themselves living that way. They wanted to force the guests to become homosexual. They wanted to force them to commit sexual deeds. It's no longer except us. It's you who need to be like us as well. He warned us this day would come. He goes on and says, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. From such Turn away. He said they're going to have religious forms but no power. When you get there, they're going to be, they're going to be immoral generation. They're going to have chaos and confusion. They're going to walk away from truths. They're going to be lovers of their own self. It's going to be a dangerous time. 
But I also read in the last days where there's perilous times and evil men will wax worse and worse. Sin is going to be worse and worse. Moral immoral chaos is going to be worse and worse. But I also read the prophet Joel that he said in the last days, saith God, I'm going to pour my spirit upon all flesh. Listen to me. In the midst of compromisers, in the midst of immoral conduct and, and abominable abominations committed, he said in the, in the last days, he said, I have sons and I've got daughters that are going to prophesy. I've got a group of people that are going to stand up. They're going to stand up and speak the word of God with truth. To speak the, God, the word of God with love. Can you say amen in this building? There is going to be a generation that's going to be moral, that's going to be holy, and that's going to be pure. I understand that when we win people to the Lord, 63% that come to this church are going to come from broken homes. 43% in Musk Kingdom County. Babies are born out of wedlock. I realize that sin has affected Everyone in some measure. But I'm so glad to tell you, Calvary wasn't for the holy. Jesus didn't die for the righteous. He said, it's not those that are well that need a physician, but those that are sick. It's not the righteous that need forgiven, but those that have sinned. I come to tell you, if you failed, if you made a mistake, it's not over for you. There's a brand new beginning for you. There's a brand new start for you. Somebody say amen. amen. You can get up and you can get back up. Look at your neighbor and say, stand up. You can stand in an evil day. You may be seated. Praise God. You're like, do I sit down or stand up? I don't know what to do. Brother Danny, Uncle Danny, I didn't know you came tonight. Good to see you. We're so glad to have you tonight. Would you welcome... Brother Danny Anderson, amen. I want to say to everybody, and you listen to me, I realize I am intense tonight, but my soul was stirred. Mandates. Mandates to push immoral things are on the way. Listen, don't think for a minute. That government mandates are going to stop where they're at. I don't, I don't care your opinion on, on, on what you do. But listen, I'm telling where it will lead. It's, it's, it's no longer... Just because it's legal doesn't make it right. Making all kinds of excuses for sin. Well, it's legal now. It's accepted now. What if the three of your children said, well, we're in Babylon now. When in Babylon... I don't care if you're in Las Vegas. You got to be who you are. I don't care if it's your honeymoon. You got to be righteous. It's amazing to me how many holiness people change their doctrine on their wedding day. But we're getting married now. It doesn't change. On the day you get married. The level of morality of appearance doesn't change just because you're on vacation. Well, I'm out of town, so I can do what I want. You know, you got to realize we're not doing this for the church. I am who I am because of Jesus Christ. I got to live for him. It doesn't matter if I'm in another country on vacation or at my hometown. I've got to be right with God. Come on, can somebody stand up with me and say, we got to be the people of the Almighty God? Can't be one thing in the church house and another in somebody else at some other time. Hey, you just got to be holy. He said, be holy as I am holy. And I'm preaching to young people to tell you, you can live holy in a chaotic generation. You can be seated. Purdue University, many years ago, they... They, they discovered the ability to hybridize seed. They can take corn and hybridize it, Brother Colton, and they can, 
hybridize the seed so it can grow in diverse conditions. So they did that. They were able to hybridize seed in such a manner that they could grow corn in Canada where there's a short growing season there and it can grow fast enough to gather enough sun in that period of time to produce a great harvest. They can also hybridize What I'm saying is, is the seed was tailored made for a bad condition. Tailor made. Can I say to you, when the Bible says you are a chosen generation, you're special. You have been made for this generation. You have been made for the time. I, I'm not being arrogant when I say this. The guy Smith was not made to pastoration. Neither was I made to pastor. The way he pastored wouldn't work now. The way I pastored wouldn't work in his day. Because God chooses for the generation. A generation. He puts in that generation everything they need to flourish in a diverse climate. That's why the Bible says when sin abounds, grace does much more abound. I know the Bible says woe to them that, that, that have small children. Talking about the danger of the day. But God didn't just set us down, unfortunately, in a climate where we can't flourish. That's why Psalms 1 says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. Sounds like a Bible quizzer to me. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers, rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. Are you ready? His leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth, shall prosper. What is it saying? It's saying there is a source that you can get connected to in an immoral generation and you can remain holy and not wither when everything around you has changed. That's what it's saying. You have been made. You have been tailored made for now. He didn't put you here to be more tempted than the last generation. Uh-uh. He put more in you to flourish in a terrible generation. You've got what you need to stand. You've got what you need to be holy. You've got what you need to be great. Somebody say amen. We honor Daniel because when, he, when it was mandated, if you pray, you go in the lion's den. You know what he did? He prayed three times a day. He feared not praying more than he did a lion's den. He feared a prayerless life more than he did being fed to the den of lions. And the children of Israel feared bowing to an idol more than they did a fiery furnace. Could I say to you, if they put a mandate on you to remove your holiness, don't you dare give in to the mandates of immorality. You stand up for what you believe. Hallelujah. Come on, just to clear the air. I'm not up here talking about masks and vaccinations. That's not my message tonight. I'm talking about moral convictions. I'm talking about preaching the word. I'm talking about biblical mandates of being in the house of God and preaching the gospel to the world. That's what I'm preaching about. It's being holy in an unholy generation. I want to know in this building who's going to stand with Jesus. Who's going to stand with the Lord. Come on, how many in this room are going to stand up and be what God wants you to be? Somebody shout hallelujah. I want you to look at three or four people and say you've been made to flourish in a terrible generation.
made to flourish, made to prosper. Pastor Tony, the leaf will not wither and whatsoever he doeth will prosper. I was at general conference this week. Bishop David K. Bernard, our superintendent, got up. He started speaking about the organization. Do you realize in a COVID year, we broke every single record in the UPC? (laughs) Broke every record. You know why? Because this church wasn't made for just the good times. He put something in you for the hard times to flourish when the opposition is against you. I'm glad to tell you at the anchor, we've done the exact same thing. Every record that we've had, it just keeps breaking, it keeps growing. We had to multiply, look on a Sunday night where we are tonight. I come to tell you, this church is his church. It's built up on a rock and the gates of hell can't prevail against it. The gates of hell will not prevail. Somebody shout, the gates of hell will not prevail. What you seen, Brother Dylan? Get up, get up, get up. Get up out of that grave. You can't hold us down. You can't hold us back. We are the people of God. Somebody shout, get up and stand up. I have to say a fire lit under me. You can be seated. I have preached to this church since I've been here. I have preached, I have taught, I have pushed about getting certified. Getting degrees, furthering your education. I've always been for that. Recent years, there's been some questions that hit my mind. Because college campuses seemingly accept anybody under the name of education to get your degrees. I personally got a civil engineering degree. Nobody tried to push me outside of my beliefs. They just taught me how to build bridges and buildings. How to understand the different maths to get there. there. was nothing beyond that. Hints every now and then, but nobody tried to change me. They just taught me what I went there for. But when my daughter, 17 years old, goes to a local college, and on the first day, said, we're going to go around the room and see which pronoun you want to be called by. I'm going to talk about it tonight. Book an airline and gives me four options for genders. Four options for genders. As if there's something more than a man and a woman. A boy and a girl. You say you sound so bold. No, I'm not bold. I'm just standing up. Just standing up. Just standing up. T.F. Tinney, Bishop T.F. Tinney taught us that if it's zero degrees on the outside, it's going to affect the temperature of the church on the inside. That's what he taught us. We know that to be true. Some of you already got your wood burners ready. You already cut your wood. You already got your furnace. You, test, you turned them on just to see when it got a little bit cool the other night at 50 degrees just to burn the smoke out of the burners. You know what I'm talking about. It stinks the first time you put it up. But you got it ready because you know when it gets cold outside. It's going to change the temperature on the outside. And what he taught us was this. When it starts getting cold on the outside, you got a thermostat and the ther- you got a thermostat to turn it up on the inside and keep the temperature where it's supposed to be. Come on, let them preach what they want to preach. Let them let go of what they want to let go, but let them not change who we are. We've got to be who God taught us to be. Hallelujah. We gotta love this country. I love this country. Don't misunderstand me, but we can't give up what God's called us to do and change who God's called us to be. Look at your neighbor and say, stand up. You're gonna stand up, turn that junk off. Quit watching movies with sex scenes in them. Quit watching movies with homosexuality in it because it's funny. Well, everybody else is, if everybody else is doing it, we gotta be careful with it. We gotta stand up and say, not in my house. As for me and my house, it's going to be holy. What we watch will be holy. What we watch will be pure. Come on, young people. Don't turn on video games that are not right with your spirit. 
Do you know young people can buy video games that they can buy prostitutes? Video games, buying prostitutes, becoming desensitized with all the murder and all the chaos. And I say to every parent, you wouldn't let a thief walk in your house and rob your house, steal the purity of your kids. But we let them access people from all over the world on video games, having conversations with strangers, unending speaking languages and responding because we don't know really. Oh, well, that's their room. That's not their room. That's your room. They're just living in that room. I'm preaching to you tonight. Somebody's got to stand up. You can be seated. They tell me there was the day Lakin was so troubled. Lakin was so troubled. She called her mom. She said, I, I got to talk to you. I've got to talk. You're not going to believe the assignment I was given today. She said, baby, what was, what was that? Lakin, you had a right to be troubled. Where you at? Where's Lakin at? You had a right to be troubled. Her assignment was to watch a movie called Fifty Shades of Gay. And to write a report by after watching on what percentage gay she was. Because the movie says everybody's a shade of gay. She's not there. For them to describe her sexual preferences or to change her from her moral convictions. She's there to get a medical degree. But that's not the intent of the Antichrist generation. The spirit of the Antichrist is rampant on the earth. It's rampant in our schools. It's rampant in our colleges. I'm not saying all of them. Don't, don't misunderstand me. But baby, let me tell you, you don't have to conform or do that assignment. You stand up and God will honor you. Stand up. God will honor you. And I come to preach to every person in this building. You do not have to conform to moral decay. You can stand up and be holy. And God's got your back. God's got your back. Hallelujah. Somebody shout amen. In the last days, there is going to be a spirit of the Antichrist. It's going to roll. He's, he said it again and again and again. He said, Jesus said in Matthew 24, y'all heard me preach it for months. Be not deceived. But I'm going to tell you what else I read in that book. There's not only the prevailing spirit of the Antichrist. There's the prevailing spirit of the Holy Spirit. I hear an old verse saying, if God be for me, then who can be against me? No weapon formed against me shall prosper, for the Lord is on my side. I'm not giving up. I'm standing up. There's a revival in Zanesville. There's a revival in North America. Don't sit down. Get up and stand for what you believe in. Come on, clap your hands and praise him. Come on, praise him. All ye sons of God, praise him. All ye daughters of Zion, praise him. Somebody say praise him. Because it doesn't just end in 2 Timothy 3 talking about the end time generation. He turns around to the next generation and he says in chapter four, the last writings of his life. He said, Timothy, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who shall judge the quick and the dead and his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. They shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist and make full proof of thy ministry. 
Can I tell you what he was saying? He said, I know times are going to get bad. He said, but you're the church. You keep preaching. You keep living. And God's going to back you up. That's what he said. God's going to back you up. God's going to back you up. I feel the Lord in this room. I wish somebody would get a holy indignation and say, devil, you're not coming to my house. You're not getting my children. You're not taking my salvation. You're not taking me out of the church. Come on, is there anybody that feels that way tonight? Stand to your feet and clap your hands and give him a high praise. Hallelujah. Come on, glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Hold on, you're still standing. You're still standing. Compromise is all around you, but you're still, three Hebrew children, you're still standing. Next year we say 80 years in this local congregation and we're still standing. Still preaching the same truth. Preaching the same gospel. Loving the same Lord. Hey, we're not changing. We're a holy people. Righteous people. The reason we are because he made us holy. You've got to ask yourself a question here tonight. Because the Bible says there will be a falling away. At the same time there's a falling away. There's going to be an influx. I told somebody one time, somebody was getting baptized. I told some young people that were on the urge until they were struggling. I said, see that guy right there? He's coming out of the baptismal waters. I said, he's trying to come out of what you're trying to get into. Oh, it's, it's fun. It's the pleasure of sin for a season, but it will always end in guilt and shame and regret. Bondage. Young people, I come to preach to you. Don't say, well, everybody else is doing it. I don't care if everybody else bows. I'm not bowing. Everybody else wants to leave. I'm not leaving. You see, the reason you're here because you want to be here. Because God gave you a desire to be here. Somebody say glory. God gives you the power to stand. These preachers up here, unwavering in their preaching, unwavering in their moral convictions, unwavering in the truth they stand for. I realize I've preached many times and people walk out. Walk out. I know I'm strong tonight, but y'all know how much mercy I preach. Preach a lot about the love of God and mercy of God. What about standing for truth? What about standing against the, the wave of opposition? Brother Cody, everybody's talking about who's going to be the mark of the beast. I have people coming to, is it, you know, really got stirred during COVID. And they're like, is the mark of, uh, it, they're talking about the mark of the beast and this antichrist. Do you know who the antichrist is? Do you think the antichrist is alive? I don't know. Some people put names on them, you know. Almost every time it's a politician. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Almost every time. That's been the last 10 years. I don't know. What I do know is the spirit of the Antichrist is, is here. It's here. But if we're not careful... All you people watch the news all days long. Because you don't like silence in the house. Watch news all day long. You start thinking, everybody's going to hell. Everything's falling apart. I realize there's problems and we don't need to be so tucked away in the bubble of the church that we don't know what's going on. I'm not preaching being not relevant. But what I am saying, we have to be careful what voice we're listening to. Because yes, there's a falling away. But yes, there's a generation that has every single thing it needs to flourish in an immoral generation. Flourish. You've been hybridized. You've been chosen. Finn, run up here with Daddy. He's nine. 
I can be worried about his tomorrow or feel like God has preserved him. The Bible says he's sealed with the Spirit. I'm not going to live and fret about my kids. I gave them to the Lord. I cover them in prayer and I'm faithful to the house of God. When I, when I, give, when I let him sing the other night, he started singing to the anointing. Come on, and he started weeping and crying. And he got up and sang, The gates of hell will not prevail. Then would you say, just say, The gates of hell will not prevail. Oh, the gates of hell will not prevail. I'm not going to fret over my kids. Because God is not just preserving me. He's got a fence around my family. He's got an angel with my children. I want you to tell the Lord, I'm going to stand for what is right. Young people I knew, I remember when it was hard. I go in and, man, what are they going to say if I bow my head and pray over my food on the first day of school? Because I had a conviction about praying over my food. Some of you go to the grocery store and you pray over the food in the grocery cart. Got the whole week covered. Just cover the whole week, bless God. I already prayed over it. You sit down with somebody, they start eating before they pray. You know what that means? They're post-chip. That means they pray after they eat their chips and salsa. Amen. They only pray before them. Any pre-chip people in the building? You pre-chip? Y'all don't even get it. You'll get it tomorrow, tomorrow. <laughs> Conviction. Convictions. What I'm preaching to you tonight is if you don't stand for what you believe in, you're going to lose everything you stand for or stood for. If you don't learn to stand and say no to sin, Sometimes I had to just stop saying no to friends and just disconnect from them. Quit answering their phone calls. Because I know the purpose, my friend told me, he said I was words out of his mouth was I was your devil. And I think I felt guilty about disconnecting. But he was sent from hell to destroy my life. And I had to get him off my boat. I'm here today because I had to stand for some things and disconnect from some things. Young people, the Lord's going to come upon you tonight. I just want to ask you all, are there any of you that want to live for Jesus the rest of your life? If you do, I want you to raise your hand. I don't want in this for a moment. I want it forever. I want it forever. your hands all over the building and ask God to touch you. Would you do that? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, let's talk to him all over the building. I don't want to let my house things that I condemn in my heart. God, renew our convictions tonight. Renew our convictions tonight. Stir us again tonight. Hallelujah. Lord is moving among us. If you let him touch you, he's going to touch you again. He didn't call you here for no reason. He's going to do a work in your life. God, I don't want to be caught away. I don't want to be deceived. I don't want my life to be destroyed. I want all of our young people, all of our young adults to come and line around this altar. 
even our young couples. Come on, line around the altar. Our children, come on, that's all right. If you're a guest, we want you to come. College students, young adults, young couples. Or if you just think you're young, come on. In our children's meeting, there is a group that wrote a song recently and it said, we are going to convert your children. Oh, yes, we will. Talking about the immoral way. We're going to convert our children. There is a plot and there is a plan to change your lives. I'm telling you as your pastor or to some of you as a pastor in your life, We're going to do everything we can to keep this place regulated to holiness and righteousness and purity, no matter what the world says. Those that feel comfortable, would you come and stand behind them? I want our pastors to come and stand with me. Honey, come up here with me. Those that feel comfortable. Stay pure. It matters what you watch. It matters what music you listen to. Give me somebody that backslides. I I can go to their music list every time. It's going to be worldly. Every time. Your music will match your destination or your direction. Music will match your direction. What you listen to matters. What you watch matters who your peer group is. We, I know it's a tales old time. We heard it in every youth, every youth meeting just about. But show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Who you hang out with is going to be your tomorrow. You have the choice of choosing your friends because they determine your tomorrow. I like the three of your children because they stuck together. And when one stood, the other stood. And the other stood. You need somebody. I'm not talking about standing alone. I'm talking about standing with something. We got an entire young generation that's standing. I'm telling you, amazing, amazing young people here. Amazing young adults. I've never seen such a crop of young couples of an amazing people that love God. Never seen a group like this. What I'm saying is, I personally believe one of the next things we'll fight, we fought pestilence last year, but I think one of the things that's coming down the road it's persecution like we've never seen it. I personally believe that. You say, are you prophesying? I'm just telling you what I think. I believe it's going to be persecution. I see it coming. I see it in the Bible. I don't believe America's finished. I believe it's going to stir something up like I preached this morning. And there are going to be a people stand up and there's going to be the greatest revival North America has ever seen. And millions are going to be filled with the Holy Ghost. There's people watching around the world. There's people watching from all over. Our church services viewed all over. People are watching right now. And I'm going to tell you what they don't want. They don't want a church that's like the world they're living in. They're sick of it. They've done everything. They've tried everything. They've had everything. And it didn't satisfy. It didn't work. But there's an old song, honey, we grew up with. Only Jesus can satisfy the soul. And I feel him in this room. I want our pastors to come and stand with me on the platform. I want you to come and stand with me. Amen. Praise God. Let it be. I'm not being mean. I'm being real tonight. Whatever thought we would be where we are. Logic has taken a back seat. People just follow mainstream whatever. Don't think right. Don't think clear. I can't let society think for me. 
Be an individual. Think for yourself. I'm stirred tonight because, I mean, we homeschooled. Went to the, she went to the Christian school. I'm stirred. I didn't base this whole message off of one thing. I already knew what I was going to preach. But just, where you at, Lincoln? Huh? Music team can come on out. Come here. You're just one of many in this church. The fight pressures. Every, everything in me wants to wrap my arms around her and keep her home. Y'all don't understand that. Yeah, you do. But I just believe you don't have to compromise. You don't have to change. And you don't have to hide. You're a city set on the hill that can't be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but they put it on a candlestick so everybody in the house can see it, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. I come to tell you, it's not time to hide our kids. Come on. We're not just going to shut the doors of the church. I believe they can be a witness. Come on, I believe you can be a witness on the job and in your community. I want you to lift your hands and love him. I want you to lift your hands and love the Lord. Come on, lift your hands and love the Lord. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.